So here it is, podcast special edition. Here with my daughter Virginia, where we've been talking about dreams. Thought we'd catch you up. She has some interesting theories about dimensions of dreams, and well, hello. This is Virginia. If you'd like to go ahead and just kind of pick up where you are, maybe start at the beginning. Yeah. So let's think about where I was. I have a jaunty reggae tune behind you. I guess we can start with, um, I kind of base this off of physics and the theories of dimensions, like the zeroth dimension, the first, second, third, and as most people would know, we consider ourselves the third dimension as humans. We have uh, height, width, and length, and that's how we kind of define it. I'm in GIS, which is mapping, so that's kind of something we talked about. Right. You know, the the zeroth dimension is going to be a point or coordinates, and you yourself or that point, if I could describe it. Right. A point is something that can be defined by a location. And we are moving, we move throughout um, our world pretty linearly. So if I could describe first dimension, it would just be a line, just flat line. Second dimension is going to be height and width, width and height, a variation of the two, whichever right. you like. And the third dimension, I already talked about, we are uh, living it. Right. So then, when you when you talk about the third dimension, so are we able to move forward and backward in time or are we stuck in just one path? So you're kind of just moving linearly. You can't really move throughout time. You are just now. And the way I see this is you can't change anything. You like you can't go back in time. You can't go forward in the future. Right. I mean, unless you really believe that people can see into the future, people really don't move forward or backwards in time. Right. So what the fourth dimension is, is, is time itself. And whether you think of time as a human construct or idea, time is still a real thing because we move forward through time. Right. You know, we're always now, we are one location or, and point in time. But do, do you think that time is, is a concept of, of, of man though? I think, you know, uh, hours, minutes, and seconds are how we define our, our continuation. Right. But I wouldn't really say, like, the way we experience time is going to be very linear. But in the fourth dimension in time, you would be able to move back and forth between different time periods. So, like, you go in the past, you right. go in the future, but you can't change anything in time. You're just kind of an observer and right. interact with your surroundings, but you don't really change your surroundings. And right. so that's where dreams kind of come in for me is I have this theory that when we dream, it's kind of an opening to this fourth dimension of time. Right. And I, I, I have pretty vivid dreams. I don't know about most people, but I definitely. Do you do you think that's kind of like like you know a like lucidity like they call it like you know like lucid. a lucid lucid yeah. dream like a lucid dream. Um, I guess lucid dreaming. Where you know is... there's there's like where you're not quite asleep, you're kind of asleep, but you're not. I think lucid and, dreaming is more you can, you're aware you're dreaming and change right. things. And I mean, sometimes you don't have to be aware right. to lucid dream. You can still act, you actively change right. things in your dreamscape well, constantly. Because if you've ever noticed, you just kind of, in your head, you think of, oh, this needs to happen. And you right. can manifest it in your dream. True. I've had some, you know, pretty interested lucid dreams. As you know, you, you, you grew up with me, so. You know, I can nap out, you know, and people are like, oh, you're not watching the movie. You're asleep. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I may be asleep, but I'm actually in this movie. 
<laughs> yeah, I know that feeling because my uh, my videos will leak into my dreams. Yeah. But so. And the movie I'm getting is way different. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, I'm yeah. Kind, I'm kind you, of the hero. You're, you're, you're I feel there. like the hero. You're, you're like simultaneously. Or I'm, just, or I'm the like the guy like going, no, don't do that. <laughs> yeah. It's... Or the guy like gets stepped on something like something. <laughs> <laughs> but see, like that's your brain trying to like understand its surroundings, and right. So when you're in, when you're just generalized dreaming and in deep REM sleep, right. Um, well, for myself at least, I find that I, and I'm consistently in familiar places like my old childhood home, my right. grandparents' houses, my old schools, whether hmm. it be middle, elementary, high school, could even be college because it's where I'm at now, right places I've lived, apartments, dorms, you know, and where this ties in with time is that I'm moving about different points in my life and I'm seeing other things as they were in a certain point of time. Like, right. for instance, we're in, we're in a garage in our new house's garage, but right. in a lot of my dreams, when I'm hanging out with you, I'm in the old garage hanging out yeah. in my dreams. Yeah. Proves to you that I've spent a lot of time in the garage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> but that's that's where I I right. see you is the right. old garage because that is a point in time that is very distinct in my head. But because I'm in my dreamscape or what I would consider a leak into the fourth dimension, I'm able to revisit these these like right. linear events that are no longer quite linear because I'm able to be an observer rather than a. Um, a participant. Right. I mean, I guess it doesn't make sense to some people because they're like, well, no, I'm no, a no. participant in all my dreams. And it's no, like, but yeah, I, you I mean, are. Do you think you think memory has a lot to do with it? I mean, as far as, you know, yeah. when, you know, because of course, you know, you have this memory and then, you know, as in time, I mean, I don't know. I mean, your memory has a, I mean, you're, you're at that breast period in your brain. I'm sure there's some kind of scientific show about you know what happens when you yeah. sleep but well i also you know. think i think of dreams as like recyclers of your memories your thoughts your daily thoughts like if right. you if you thought of someone today you th think of someone you haven't thought about in a while you'd probably have a dream about them tonight right because right. it's something you thought about and you kind of like focused your attention to and your dreamscape is not just like your dreamscape is there to help refresh and put things into play that you can't act out in right. real life if that makes any sense so no that makes sense there's a lot of heavy symbolism in your dreams right. um but what about somebody who's played with nightmares so someone played with nightmares usually is under a lot of stress when i'm having a lot of nightmares i'm usually very very stressed in my daily life and a lot of my nightmares there's an unseen force right and that is because a lot of our stresses are unseen right. forces we can't control them we can't see them we can't navigate what it truly is but we know it's there and um i don't know that's something to think about when you're when you wake up and you've had like a really terrifying like sweat sweating through the night type dream is right what what is what did that dream translate to in my day-to-day -day life i'm going to try to think of some examples right. um, um you're 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 are, are you would you consider it acting out your fear in life or or are the fear coming towards you to for you to confront in the you know your sleep realm maybe that's maybe that's the point of a dream when you it's have a nightmare is is a confronting of the of the um like the, oh, the, the fear, the abstract fear. of the fear yeah. it, it might be manifested in like a monster or something or a boogeyman 
and it's you're there to conquer it there so you can conquer it in the real world yeah absolutely dreams are there to navigate like well like i said um unseen concepts in more physical ways a lot of my night terrors will be being chased or it feels like i'm being chased chased there's nothing there though you turn around there's nothing there you're just there's just the overwhelming fear of something being there and that's what life is sometimes is the overwhelming fear of deadlines and dates and what ifs and what isn't happening what should i did better in the third grade yeah and then you're in the third grade (laughs) in your dream you know (laughs) and that's the thing is it's there to help you navigate your life in a really abstract lens because the your thoughts are very uncontrollable very (laughs) i mean you can't you can only observe your thoughts i mean you can focus on them but what comes into your brain is not really super forced because it's more of um it's more elicited by your surroundings and the circumstances you're in who you're talking to what you're hearing and perceiving at that time right so like notice how conversations fall into place i mean i've yeah there is the aspect of deja vu where you're like oh i've lived this before right you know or i've had this feeling or this exact conversation could have been could have been in a dream you don't know yeah you never know or maybe it was where you were like you were saying in the fourth dimension of time and you know moving freely through time where you actually you know were a witness to this conversation because sometimes a lot of times with like you know with you know that type of deja vu it was like you witnessed it but you didn't you know you're you remember being part of it but maybe you weren't the person who actually said the things but you've definitely heard that person say the things that they've said yeah <laughs> i mean i can tell you i've had dreams in the past where i've okay here's here's my crazy dream story when i was 12 i used to be obsessed with moving for whatever reason as a 12 want to move away from i just as you can tell my my night terrors i'm running away from things i'm constantly trying to run away from things anyways that's besides the point um all right (laughs) (laughs) um but in i said this is so silly to say but i literally used to pray to god every night to show me the next house we would live in yeah and those just silly 12 year old things but i one one night had this dream where i was like in a cul-de-sac and there's this hill and it's nighttime and there's this trailer and then a nice house and this other nicer house that I really liked, but I couldn't go in there. And I knew in the dream, I couldn't go in that house. Right. And I'm pushing like a boulder as the song, <laughs> our house in the middle of our street, our a house. A little madness. Yeah. So like this, this song is playing in the dream. That's what made it so like memorable for so long was just like, that's such a random song to be playing. But yeah, that was just the jits of the dream. I always remembered it because it was just so absurd and silly. And so, like I said, it was like probably when I was 12. When I was 16, we moved finally. <laughs> yeah. And um, by... Oh. Okay, fun little story. I had this really shitty car that <laughs> it's radiator blue. And I was like out with some friends and... All of a sudden, there's white smoke coming out of the front of my car, and I'm rushing to get home. I literally dropped them off in some parking lot. I was like, y'all need to find a way to get home. I'm not going to be able to make it if I drive you home. And I get to the very tip top of our cul-de-sac, <laughs> and my car dies. But I made it in the neighborhood, and I go get my right. mom, and she's like, well, we got to push. 
and we're pushing the car and we're pushing the car and the little thing about our new house is it was newly built and there was still a trailer next door because um, there were some other houses that probably still need to be built at the time but um trying to think but yeah, I'm like pushing this car with my mom and I look around the trailer, the big hill and the dream, the house that I, I'm going to, the house I thought was prettier, which is the neighbor's house. And I was like, what the fuck? This is the dream I had four years ago. And that's where my um, my dream theory kind of comes into play is you're on the fourth, you're, you have like leak into the fourth dimension. And whether you're aware of it or not, you have the ability to observe a perhaps precise event that might happen in your life. Right. It doesn't. Def it doesn't define any details about it. Like my dream was very vague. I thought I was pushing a boulder. All I saw were houses and a song was playing. But when I actually had the 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 circumstance happen in my real life, it was like, oh, my car's dead. We just moved here. This trailer's here because there's houses being built. And this isn't something you can just conjure up in your imagination. I mean, right. Yeah, well, Isn't you can. It? I mean, you can, but, <laughs> but it's something that definitely happened, and it's something I think about and think is really cool, honestly, and I hope that if anyone else ever has experiences like that, they share them. But, oh, so, that being said, I was an observer within the fourth dimension. Didn't change anything, was, was just there and present. And... Whether your dreams are aware and a present and you're acting out circumstances, you're still probably hanging out with people you might have hung out with in a certain aspect of your life. You know, if I was right. in my old house, I'd be hanging out with my, all my old neighborhood friends at the creek. Right. And I would be visiting with people I haven't seen since high school. Right. Because that's where my brain goes to when I'm back here in my hometown is right. th these people and these people I miss and I haven't talk to in forever but my right. my dreamscape i still get to be with them i still get to see them and converse with them whether they're real or not i mean they're they're perceptions of your consciousness and what you perceive of them you right. know but it's still a really neat way to kind of think about what you're dreaming but right yeah, that's true uh, dreams do have a definitely an impact and on your life there you go well that's the song you're talking about, right? Yeah, it's this one. This is the song. <laughs> this is the song that was playing in my dream. Our house from madness. <laughs> I don't even know why. Interesting choice. I know. Your consciousness has a weird way of trying to like bookmark things. Well, I guess. and can make connections. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's a. It would have been better if it was playing on the radio when I in my car died. Right. <laughs> but yeah. it wasn't. <laughs> but can't but uh, win yeah, um, I definitely have to, you know, agree with some points on that, you know. But you know, I was watching. I watched something interesting about these people. What kind of like that? Kind of like like that time slip, I guess you could say. It's a like a documentary about these this these British people who. In the uh, in the eighties, like in eighty four, when the British government decided that you know they were going to put you know the first PCs in classrooms and and across the nation, and they decided that you know these these BBC 
micros, they called them, which was basically just a word processor. And they introduced them into the schools and they made it an opportunity for the teachers to be able to take home. And then they had a microchip that you could put inside of it called um, Edward, like Edward. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So they could do microprocessing and learn and get familiar with the machines. Well, the guy, this guy who took it home, all of a sudden, he like took it home. He signed it out from school and took it home and was working on it. He was going to do some work on it, and 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 then he noticed like a different file. Like it was a very simple menu, like create, you know, and and a couple other like three three menu thing. Okay. But then he noticed another file. And he opened it up and it was like this message. And he didn't think much about it. He thought, oh, somebody was probably writing something down and they left it on here. Yeah. So, like, he'd gone, like, about a year had gone by, I guess, and, and he'd signed it out again. And, and, and he came home and he saw another, you know, like, program or message on it. And he opened it up and it was basically this guy who was probably speaking what they said on the show, like, in a, uh, a, a 16th century english because he of course he was a teacher and you know and another teacher he's like he thought it was a joke and he goes to work and he's like all right who's the guys that are putting you know these the stuff on the computer and they're like what are you talking about and and he shows up one of the guys and he goes wait a minute he goes this is like you know english from the 16th century we really need to know what he's taught you know look up these words and find out what he's talking about okay so so they think well you know whatever so he takes it home and I guess him and all of the, the other three people who are living there, they start like, you know, and then one of the other guys who are interested, they start, they send a message to the guy like, Hey, you know, basically the first message they got from this guy who said he was from the, from 1520 said, Hey, you know, basically it felt like somebody, had, like somebody had stolen his house. Stole his <laughs> his house? house basically. And they're like, Hey, we didn't mean to cause you any, you know, distress or anything, you know, could you tell us, you know, more like we are in 1984, blah, blah, blah. And and then like they got another message back from the guy and it said, oh, I thought you guys were, were the people from 2020, 2109. And, and so so the, the group that in 84, they decided to write a message to the 2109 group and they get a message back from them. <laughs> But this is like before the internet or anything. I don't know. It was pretty interesting. It's just kind of like that kind of time slip thing. And that's pretty cool. You know, was is it possible that that could have happened? You know, <laughs> where you know, because the guy was trying to explain how he was reading these messages in fifteen fifty four. Because obviously he didn't have a computer, mm. and, and he said that you know he would see them come up on his fireplace wall in in green letters. <laughs> so <laughs> Basically, weird. I don't know. It was kind of weird. But uh, but I think, again, you know, I mean, you know, what is time? You know, I mean, Einstein's said time is relevant, you know, you know, and he's in relative. You know, relative. And he proved that, you know, if you travel at the speed of light, you age slower, slower than people you've left behind, you know. And when you show back up, you may only be 20 years old, but they're probably dead, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> because you moved inside of space and time in a different way than them. Yeah, you know, physics and quantum physics are really uh, really groundbreaking developments in science within the 19th or the 20th century. And there's still concepts that we 
are trying to understand. It wasn't until recently we were able to prove uh, a lot of Einstein's theories, actually, right. because we now have the technology to do it. But right. he was just coming up with the math himself, and it's really impressive right. that such a mind once lived. Right. How did, how did he actually, you know, I'm pretty sure it had something to do with ancient aliens. I think it <laughs> visited him and gave him the uh, the uh, the E equals M square square two, you know, and uh, they they passed that information on as you know as you know they do, you know how they've been helping man through, you know. I mean, you could say ancient aliens, but <laughs> I, I I have like my own ideas. I think that you know sometimes. Well, my thing the universe is, universe needs intelligent people to be incarnated, and that it's really important that this these ideas and philosophies come to light because right, it's and, and I think you know trying to again, you know, I mean, you know, I watch plenty of those shows, and some of it's just you know, I, I know most of it's just bullshit, <laughs> and to the point where it got to like you know. And like, yes, yeah, so some of it you're listening to. You're like, you're like, you okay, so everything you say, everything that's happened to man has is has been the cause of ancient aliens. You know, which is impossible. I mean, you're, now now you're undermining mankind. Yeah, mankind. You know, has to we're make pretty their own in, steps, we're pretty sure. ingenuous. You know, we we get we know how to get things done. Yes. You know, we, and we if we get evolving. it, if, yeah. I mean, even with the the ancient human beings, I think they had enough, you know, gumption and trying to figure out how to build the pyramids that they're yeah. like, yeah, you know, we get enough guys together, we could probably do it. You know, yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> a little calculus, I'm sure they could have figured it out. You know, I mean, hey, if you do this and this, you know, we just need some guys, like a lot of guys, to cut rocks, and a lot of guys to haul rocks, and a lot of guys to push rocks, and we'll build this shit. Yeah. <laughs> It's definitely. Um, I'm sure there wasn't. I'm sure capable. there wasn't some kind of ancient mind, lev- ancient alien mind levitation, <laughs> that was floating rocks to build all these. Well, well, why did they all build pyramids across the across the world? Because it's the easiest fucking shape to build. You know, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's it a up. triangle. You know, you just got to figure it out. You know, they they looked at dirt piling up, so they're like, oh, that seems to work. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I mean, you look at it, mountains; they're freaking yeah. triangles. I mean, roughly. <laughs> roughly, but you know, but pretty much, you know. I mean, you know, it just seemed like the 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 obvious shape to go for seems the most stable. Oh yeah, because so, like, and to think that man is that stupid, you know, as we as we as we've progressed through the world, and you know, when we learned that, you know, hey, cooking shit over fire was great. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like we need to keep more of this around, and we stay warm. <laughs> humans definitely and evolve then, intellectually and then just the the introduction of like protein into the diet of you know of early man you know developed the brain and then we just said hey you know what we we want what those guys have <laughs> you take these rocks over here go bash them in the head and <laughs> yeah, take, so their we, if we formed, <laughs> take their if stuff take their stuff the uh there's the pri- there's the primal there's the primal part of the human being still. Yes. The tribalism yep. and the clanning. Yeah. Definitely happens out there. I mean, it's still very ingrained in us. We're I mean, a lot uh, not everyone, but we're all inclined to uh, uh we're willing to commit ourselves. acts of violence. What? For what we want. So we're willing yeah. to commit acts of violence for what we want. 
As a, it's a sad statement, but it's true. I mean, I'm not going to disagree. Yeah. It's not how I would live. Right. I, don't, I mean, I don't choose to live that way either, you know, but I'm just saying it happens all the time, you know? Oh, yeah. We all fight over dirt. That's what we really fight over. Pieces of land. Our location. Resources. Resources. And, you know, well, he's got better resources. That comes back with picking up the rock and going and smashing them in the head and say, we're going to take it. Yeah. We want want what you have. (laughs) When, surprisingly, we all could just work together and help each other and benefit (sighs) each other. But that is such a wild concept. (laughs) That's insane. You're talking nutty over there. I know. I know. I know. These, yeah, these, that's insanity. It's because Why? we're scared of humans. When we all realize that we're all just the, uh, the same type of, well, most of us are all genuinely, we're not, we do not have malevolent ambitions. Right. We right. are mostly working to survive. That right. we all see each other as beings rather than commodities and men right. ends to a mean. Right. We will all be much happier. But until then, right. I will. Well, the, the, the people in control look at us as a commodity and a means. <laughs> you know? Well, yes, and that's why it's really important to be aware of the types of people we allow in office and also allowing people who are in younger standings to have voices in the political system. If we keep people who are keep people who got the same uh, values of, as the 1940s, we are never going to progress as a culture or a society. You know, we have to move forward know. with There's new still, ideas. We do have to move forward with new ideas. I agree. So. It's 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 not about staying stagnant, but you know, but then but then they but, but they like to like slash this great you know division in between us where they tell us that you know we're not able to you know either think our way your way if you don't think our way and only our way then your way is bad. You I know? mean that is that is what the internet would have you believe. But I think most people are under under the understanding that well, life I think is, the black, establishment is not black def- and white. It's gray. It's very neutral grounds where there's your change. Well, your, I think the establishment definitely change. promotes that. You know, they, well, obviously, internet is the establishment. You know, media is the establishment, and they do definitely promote that that style. You well, know? you have <laughs> to also know that whether it's the establishment, what you consider well, the government, I, I when get I, it. that you are still a part of society, and you still get to choose what you. Also right. promoting other people. Right. And that's what's I more agree. important is what you do for the individual and yourself and for your community. Because if you make a small change around you, it's not going to matter what the people who are big and scary up there that you don't even right. know are doing. Because if you know you're making a difference around you and the community and the people you're touching, that's what's going to matter in the world. That impacts so much further than trying to start from the top up. You have I to work agree. from the bottom up. <laughs> you know, or I, the agree. Top, the, I agree. I yeah. agree. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, take take you know take uh, involvement in your community for sure. I totally agree with that. You know, and that's what I'm saying. I'm just saying I, I'm not saying, you know. I mean, I believe in the individual. You know, make you know make strides in your own area. You know, take care of your sphere. You know, and things are going to be a lot better. But if you know, if you're trying to, I mean, the thing is that you know we get so much information that we think it's our job to solve all the problems, you know? <laughs> I Honestly, that's why I love people of anxiety about the <laughs> right. world is because we think that we have to focus so heavily you on things it. we cannot control. There's so much beyond our control, things that we don't agree with. And right. you, you, I mean, go out and fight for what you believe in. Like that's, right. that's what, you, what we need to do. But at the end of the day, if you can't fix it, 
you have to be you don't have to be compliant and accepting, but you have to understand that you have to put your mind at peace and see it for what it is. And, right. and it doesn't reflect who you are. Right. Exactly. That's, that's, that's my belief. You know, I think you should, you know, definitely fight for what you believe in. Stand up for right. You know, <laughs> stand up for the good, the good, you know, I, I'm always, I always believe in the, that, you know, people are inherently good but I've been proven wrong by that many a times, you know, <laughs> well, that there's a lot that tends to be, you know, that's why that comes down to is people aren't good. They are morally gray and you can't expect a person to be good because we define morals and values in society. We are the ones who decide and draw lines and parameters around good and bad because a right. murderer is going to think killing someone's good. Well, we don't think that's good though. Well, you know, because any, those, any those civilized society does not well, I mean, believe would, that's cool. You would hope so. That's just an extreme example, agree, but I'm saying that you know, you can only hope for the best in people and you should definitely put your best foot in front of the way you judge a person. But I when they show totally you agree. their true colors, then you know what their true intentions are. And that's okay. I'm not going to whine and bitch because I've had my fair share of people and people right. I've been rude to because I don't agree with their right. ideas and whatever. I agree. But, you know, no. at the end of the day, I know who I am and these people know who they are and I still don't get to tell them, like, what they can and cannot believe is right. Right. Well, I can only just hope that what I said made an impact on them, whether it be bad or good. Right. Well, we're coming up on 30 minutes because we're running out of time here. So we may be back. We may not be back. Who knows? <laughs>